0: Hi, welcome to the Mother's Guide Through Autism podcast. This podcast is to inspire, support, and build community for mothers raising children with autism. I'm Bridget Shipman, the host and creator of the Mother's Guide Through Autism. This podcast has been inspired by my son, Joseph, who's been living with autism for the past 27 years. Today, I want to share how pain pushes. Pain has pushed me in many ways in my life. When you first hear those words that your beautiful child is autistic, it is a life-changing moment. It's hard to comprehend. It was uh, surreal. It was a very surreal moment for me. And it's a moment I will not forget. It didn't make sense. But in that moment where you know, you know that in that moment when you hear that, Everything's going to change and everything's going to be different. I'm currently in the editing stage of a book uh, I've written that I've mentioned in the previous podcast episodes. The book is about my own personal tsunamis of my life. I believe the book title will be, It's a God Thing. I want to share a piece of this book with you today where the first tsunami hits me and how pain began to push me through my life. This is from the day I was called in from a preschool to get the results of why Joseph was delayed in his speech. I don't remember driving home after hearing that. My son was autistic. I heard ringing in my ears and thought the pain I felt in my heart was going to kill me. It was truly a moment when everything changes in an instant. You begin to try and process the news. But it is not possible in that moment. I heard what their prognosis was based on what what they had observed. I called the speech pathologist the next day. I was trying to wrap my brain around what this meant. I heard it. I felt it. Still, I did not understand it. She was very direct with me. She had a lot of experience working with children who were autistic. She told me that there were high functioning and low functioning children, what they call a spectrum. She went on to say that Joseph was somewhere in the middle of the spectrum based on her observation at the preschool. Then she said he will probably need to live with assistance when he becomes an adult. Also she shared that more than likely he would not be going to a traditional school. With each word that she spoke, It was as if I was being beaten. My soul, my mother's heart could not bear to hear what I was being told. I wanted her to stop, but I listened as she recommended that he be tested at the Children's Hospital in Little Rock. I then shut down. I could not process any more information. I was numb. The son that we had for the past three years no longer existed. I was in shock. My husband was in shock. Our family and friends were in shock. I could look up at my son and see he was still there. It felt like the son I gave birth to no longer was standing in front of me. He looked completely different. I could now see that he was going to struggle. I was grief-stricken. I wanted to hold my baby and just sob for our loss, my sweet, innocent child. How could I barely function from the pain I felt? I couldn't function. It was just in one location in my body. It consumed every breath I struggled to take as I continuously sobbed. My mind could not make any sense of what this meant, but my heart told me that we were going to suffer. I would suffer because my child would suffer. So the first tsunami hit. It was devastating. Grady and I cried a lot that day and many days after that. When the force pulls you, go where you know you need to go. I felt a pull to fight for my son. Like all mother lions, I was out to protect, defend, and rip anyone's face off if needed. He will go to school. He will have a wonderful life filled with love and joy. I will die trying. Luckily, Grady and I were on board to do anything and everything to advocate for Joseph, We had the support of our family and friends, which made this battle a little bit easier. We began researching every possible therapy and ways to bring our son into a world that seemed confusing and foreign to him. The first life tsunami continues as we begin the battle to save our son. I've often heard that language is not suitable at times to offer others an explanation of how one feels or how one expresses their deepest inner expression of self. These words moved me in service of expressing this experience. Pain pushes. Pain teaches. Pain is real and raw. When I heard the word autistic and tried to begin to apply it to describe my son, the pain continued and was unbearable. In fact, I could not absorb it. It was beyond anything I could own or understand. How do we move forward? What are we going to do? I will fight for you because I cannot bear to accept what they are telling us your future will be. You will be happy. You are gifted. You will be loved. How, though? Then a period of denial sets in when you hear a life-changing diagnosis. The cruelty of evaluating your son and trying to prove what you heard is wrong. My self-talk was constant. He is not autistic, I told myself. He had a vocabulary of 60 words or more when he was only 6 months old. He knows all of his colors, shapes, and the numbers at age 3. He is extremely intelligent and would talk when he was ready. So at first we worked really hard to prove that he was not autistic. We went to an audiologist to check his hearing. Maybe that's why he wasn't forming sentence structure. He did have a few ear infections, so let's go check that out. His hearing was fine. Taking him to those appointments was beyond stressful. His fear of new things of any kind reached catastrophic levels of complete and utter terror. Next, we took him to a preschool for children with delays and other issues that keep them out of a regular preschool setting. Although we were still trying to prove he was not autistic, he was getting support as if he were. The reality was becoming clearer each day that went by. He threw fits in the grocery store when I did not follow his expectation of the route we should take in the store. He wanted to go the exact way each time. I mean exact. In fact, he wanted me to drive the exact way home from the grocery store. He also had obsessions with certain things like African elephants, videos, logos, such as family home entertainment. He painted it over and over again, F-H-E. His mastermind at the ripe old age of three was to sculpt, paint, and act out anything he was interested in that was from the book that i have written that is being edited it's a god thing and now i want to talk about how pain did push me it pushed me to become not only a mother warrior but also an expert advocate pain pushed me for myself to know that i if i didn't advocate For Joseph, then he would stay in what I perceived at that time a very dark, lonely life. So I used my pain to find answers for not only Joseph, but for other children. The services that were offered were very limited at that time. So I thought, you know, knowledge is power. I know how to teach, so share what I learn. Helping others relieved my pain. So as we moved through finding answers, I shared them with teachers, other parents, and anyone who would listen. Service for others was my best tool in finding the beauty in all of it. So if you have any way to serve others through this experience, I highly recommend it. I believe that Service is the answer. So as we're moving through this journey together, find a way to serve, find a way to give back, find a way to share, and find other mother warriors, other mother guides to support and support each other. How did pain teach? Well, pain taught me that love conquers all. That's if you allow love to lead you all, and all will be well. So use, use love, the love that you have for your child. When you stay in the presence of love, anything is possible. As I've said before, Joseph has been one of my greatest life teachers. Because of him, I am a much better human. He has given me more gifts than I could ever have imagined in my life. I know that the pain I felt was only mine. It belonged to me. It was mine to do whatever I chose to do with it. I chose to use the pain to help my son find his way in this world. As Joseph so profoundly said, I am his tour guide of life. I can't think of a greater honor than that. Pain is real and raw. It is important to feel it. I understand it can be unbearable, but just know you can endure it. Feel it, own it, and then put your pain to work. You are a mother warrior. You are the mother's guide. I also want you to know that you have support. You have other mother guides who are here for you. That is the purpose of this podcast. If you are in pain, please know you are not alone. We are all here for each other. Our children will teach us and show us the way. Love does conquer all. As Natalie Merchant said in her profound song, Wonder, they will make their way with love, patience, and faith. I'm grateful that Joseph and I are on this journey together. Take a deep breath and know everything is okay. It's not important to have all the answers today. So as you took that breath, I just want you to breathe through knowing that you don't have to have all the answers today. I remember as I reflect that I thought I would panic. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? I don't even know how to deal with what I just heard. So how in the world am I going to move forward? So moving forward from that point where you feel into the pain and you can breathe through it, now we start giving you relief. So I want you to know, first of all, again, say that to yourself. You don't have to have all the answers today. I would like for you to breathe through that again and meet yourself where you are at in this moment. If you feel like you want to cry, cry. If you feel like you have been inspired and you're ready to step forward, then step forward. I think the biggest lesson here is that we put so much pressure on ourselves and we fill our minds with expectation. The expectation here is just to be in the moment if we can slow down and just give that self talk and love all the love you give to others all the love that you give to your child if you can just pause for a moment and give that love to self then you'll start feeling the relief you'll start feeling into things will be okay things are as they are And I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. So when you figure out where you're at in this moment, I want you just to pause with that. And now let's talk about feeling lighter. You know, as I have gone through this in my own tsunami, or this certain tsunami, I should say, because life gives us many, I have found that I still feel pain. I still worry. I still go. I can go there quickly, but I also know that I have the tools to breathe through it, know everything's going to be okay. And I also know that going to a place of gratitude instantly makes me feel lighter. You can go to bmvlifecoach.com and there's a video there for you that can take you through the three easy steps that I do this daily. This is not something that I do once and I'm back. You know, life is forever good. (laughs) It doesn't work that way, right? So I'm going to meet myself where I'm at and I understand that I need a daily practice to help me get through my days. And although many tsunamis have hit me, I will tell you this, that since I have been practicing gratitude, I know how to get happy. I know how to live a happier life. I know if you're in a dark place and you hear somebody say, happiness is a choice, it truly, in that moment, you you don't feel it, you don't know how to get there, you don't even know how to take a deep breath. I have been there before and so what I'm hoping to give you today is some tools. I want you to start building your toolbox. If you can, list three things you're grateful for in this moment. You will notice your shoulders are not as tense, you will notice your breathing slows down, you will notice that there is hope, joy, love, and inspiration. Again, go to the website bmvlifecoach.com and watch the video of how to live into a happier day. I promise you will feel lighter. It's a great daily practice, and again, it works for me. Um, The other suggestion that I have that really was a helpful tool. As I said earlier in this podcast, I used service. That's how pain pushed me into serving. If you have a local support group or any type of support, I'm going to really highly suggest that you surround yourself with support. Isolating yourself, is going to be very difficult what's already hard is going to become harder all right I know for myself there was not support in my local area at that time Um, again this is back in the 90s when um, autism was looked at as Rain Man that was what most folks referenced back then If you don't have a support group, if it doesn't feel too big for you, start one. I started a support group. My youngest son was one. Joseph was six. And I just thought, you know, Grady and I at that point had traveled. We've done some great therapies. And one thing that I knew how to do was to teach and to share and to offer others love and inspiration. That's what I did best. So my um, support at that time, again, was my family, my close friends, so many close friends, uh, and everybody stepped up. Every single one stepped up. So I didn't know where in the world I would have this support group. And I didn't even know exactly what I would do, but I knew how to reach out. So one of my best friends owns Montessori School, you know, one of the quality uh, curriculums. I still believe in Montessori, and she offered me, without even blinking an eye, she offered me her preschool to have a support group at. So started working at it, called the local papers, radio stations, and without even really thinking about it, next thing I know, Joseph and I are in the front page of our local paper. He and I together, you'll see that picture of us on our website, and you'll see he's about six, and I look a lot younger. (laughs) And it was a wonderful article. And I had made the decision and Grady, uh, Joseph's dad, and my husband at the time supported Knowledge is Power. So getting out there and just talking about it and letting other people know that autism is not the end of the world. Autism is an individual, just like Any person is an individual. So is autism. Not every single kid is the same. We need to pay attention to their gifts, their strengths and weaknesses, just like any other human being. So there we were. Um, We chose to be advocates and we chose to be out there and be vulnerable. And that's not easy to do. I get it. Uh, People were like at that time, well, you know, you're labeling your kid. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe that is your opinion. I don't believe in labels. I believe that we are bigger than a label. I believe that the more we discuss this openly and authentically, the more we're going to teach, learn and share, the brighter the world will be. So... That was a choice, and my son was then known as Joseph, who was in the autistic spectrum. And you know what? That's okay. Luckily, um, he is, <laughs> and he gets to tell his story, um, and I can't wait for him to share how inspirational he is in his own way. So support is, is essential, However you find it for yourself, if you don't have any around you, reach out. What you will find is people will step up beyond what you can imagine. Believe in people. Believe in the goodness of people's hearts. I promise you, you will be supported. I hope you're finding support here. If there's anyone out there that's listening that knows someone that's in a dark place going through this, please share this podcast with them. That's what we're trying to do here. We're offering support. It may not be maybe a, a support group, so to speak, but I think it's bigger than that because you can you can share this, you can get out there, and more importantly, Get the message that you have the power. Empower yourself. Become the expert. Become the expert advocate and go for it. Go for it. And while you're going for it and you have those moments, which you will, we all do. I still do. Come find us. You know, go go to the Facebook page. Start something. Move forward, even if it's in the smallest way. Because it's very difficult to do this alone. Again, don't isolate yourself. Asking for help is a prayer. All you have to pray is, help. And it will show up. I promise. Lastly, do something kind for yourself. I have worked as a life coach with many women, and this is a challenge. I have noticed it's more common than not that when I ask a woman sitting in front of me, what act of kindness can you do for yourself? I know we are really good at doing kind things for others, right? Which is important. Service does serve. I would like for you to serve yourself in a small way. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can simply be going and, I don't know, I love going for drives. That's something nice I can do for myself, putting on some of my favorite tunes and just getting outside in nature. That really helps me a lot. Maybe getting your nails done. Maybe going to lunch with a a friend that makes you laugh. Maybe just watching a really good movie. It doesn't matter. But if you can find a small piece of, of time in your busy lives to slow down and do something kind for yourself, all right? That's what I'm asking today. Kindness for self, love for self. I hope these tools have inspired you. I really hope that they help you. And again, this is all about hope. It's all about feeling okay, feeling into it, and living a happier day. In our next episode, Joseph will share his own painful moments and how he learned to move through those times in his life. So Joseph will give his insights on the other side, living with autism, and his toolbox and how he has learned how to live a happier life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe, review, and share it on social media. You can download my free guide five things I wish I knew raising my son with autism by going to my website bmvlifecoach.com also please join our facebook group mother's guide through autism for support I'm sending you all hope and love thanks so much for listening